Hello, everybody. Welcome to Out of Comet, the podcast for after the show for Cashers of Cantrips. My name is Moves Like Jagger. I play our ship captain, Azric, and we're joined by Mac and Cheese, please, who plays Taj, and Virtual Spectre, who currently is playing Core, but also plays Hayden, who is petrified and turned to stone, who we're trying to rescue because... Stolen! Someone stole a statue <laughs> and paid yeah. a lot of money why though that's ship. so dumb I, I don't know oh my goodness yeah we just finished uh, episode 26 and we got into an epic ship battle with a sea turtle a, a tur dragon turtle but it was a baby yeah i'm i was trying to think it was young we, okay it was yeah. it was okay, a tough fight but, <laughs> at, at what point were you guys all like this is a bad idea. For me, it was when it hit y'all for 42 points. Yeah, that's the point. That's when I was like, we should not be here. And that was a baby. Imagine if it was a full I, adult. I literally cannot comprehend an adult. Like, I, <laughs> I, I, I can't. I don't know. Because it's, like Max said, it's a dragon. Just a in the water. and it's A sea part, dragon? Yeah, yeah pretty much. Dragon. That's probably, that's explains why it's resistant probably to fire. Well, I think. I, in my mind, I was like, dragon, yeah, but it's in the water. So maybe it's like oh, a yeah. hurricane dragon. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I've never seen this creature before. I didn't before. know it was resistant. But I thought maybe like water, like the antithesis to water is fire. Like, let's do this thing. And nope. <laughs> yep. Every uh, pirate or sea person worth their salt knows about how dangerous the seas are with with dragon turtles so i'm glad i'm not worth anything no i'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad we like, escaped like one of the worst things to run into out there Was, has that been our hardest fight thus far in our adventure um, like our strongest enemy we've fought in? that i've been around for yeah same i think i i can't recall one that has hit harder definitely um, the strongest but i think we had the worst fight was when we fought those two ogres in the jungle and like two of us were down oh with the piranhas in the water at the same time i think that was our most or no I, maybe the basculus fight was the worst i think the basculus fight had the worst consequences like our consequences for this fight were like death or um like the ship going down you know yeah. but like all in all the basilisks seemed on the squishier side but if you looked at them you were screwed like that like that's all it took you know mm -hmm. which made it hard it's a lot of yeah a lot of tough fights this campaign hydra could have been bad one too Ooh, but we handled that one right. pretty well I think yeah. we handled handled that one similarly. And that was because of your like utility stuff yeah though. which is oh, so clutch. crazy because I don't take, like, this is the first time I'm taking utility. I am, like, I really like DPS. So, um, having to sit back and be like, okay, what can I do now? And then something happens, I'm like, okay, what can I do now? You know, like, I'm constantly changing plans in the background. But it's, it's like, your spells in particular, like, your choice of spells have been extremely good for, like, getting us out of encounters or at least tipping the scales in our favor oh, like sure. so many times at this point. <laughs> so, how, so how does that <laughs> feel as a as a player who loves blowing stuff up? 
now being like the playmaker? Yeah. So um, it it doesn't feel as satisfying. Like there's nothing more satisfying to me than like rolling the dice and being like 35 damage. Suck it. You know, like I <laughs> love the feeling of high numbers on dice um, and I don't get that. However, getting out of a bad situation is kind of like the same thing of like, we were going to go down here if we didn't run and like being able to help us run, you know, is kind of the same, but I like, like, like big numbers, whammy, like situation, you know, you know, what's been interesting for me playing as core is with Hayden because of my subclass, like my initiative is like plus seven on Hayden. So I'm always near the top of the the order. But like this time I I have a plus one and I also rolled badly. And being at the end of the, the turn order in such a big fight is so frustrating because the entire time I'm waiting, I'm like coming up with a plan, but then pieces get moved around and things disappear off the board and new things come on. And I'm like, yep. All my plans are being like ruined right now. Now what? (laughs) That was like when Zillajarn like beelined it from one ship to the other. I was gonna like lay on hands much earlier, Mm -hmm. and I was like, "Why you run away from me?" (laughs) (laughs) But Max didn't know. Yeah, same same thing for Bun because when she, I I had this whole plan to deal with the dragon turtle. Yeah. And then she's like, I'm going to jump in the water and turn into octopus. I'm like, no, I've been waiting my whole turn. Asher oh, probably thing. needs to have a conversation Wait, with her. What about was your original plan? I don't even remember. I was I was going to. It was either I was going to do hunger of Hadar or, da- or darkness and and then just like fire every single cannon possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like. Yeah, the the plan just disappeared from my brain because it no longer needed to be in there. Because like a second, Emmy jumped in the water. I was like, "Well, shit, damn it!" Yeah, I think. And uh, she had said she was like, "Hit me, hit me," and I like I don't know if you guys feel this way, but as a player, it's hard for me to purposely hit another player. You know. Mm-hmm. Feel like I did that um, in campaign usually... one a lot with Balkan <laughs> and having you <laughs> drop spells on me. I'm like, don't worry, it's okay. I can watch. I'll dodge it. <laughs> well, how, how do you feel about like that character and then this character vs. like um, going from one play style to another? Are you talking about from campaign one to this one or between mm-hmm. the two and this? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's different. A monk and rogue play pretty differently um the benefit so i have a lot easier time being able to do my rogue stuff as a swashbuckler just because with rogue and sneak attack like every other rogue has a specific circumstance that they get sneak attack for but swashbucklers get sneak attack basically whenever they want to they can have it in the classic ways that rogues need like if an enemy or allies next to an enemy or they're Mm -hmm. or you have advantage on them um swashbucklers i could be one-on-one with somebody and i still get my sneak attack wow that's awesome that's dope so i mean the biggest difference is uh big bigger numbies this time (laughs) 
Like, <laughs> I, I knew going in, I was like, you know what? It, Rogue's going to be fun because sneak attack, rogues do a lot of damage. And But even then, like anytime I get like a huge hit on something, I'm still surprised by how big the numbers are sometimes. It's like, because I'm not used to that. With Falcon, it was more like just the sheer number of attacks. I never did like crazy damage until the end of the campaign. Oh, that, sure. Like I had that special sword Max gave me, but... So yeah, the biggest difference is I I got more utility this time around and bigger numbers, so it's fun. How's, how does that compare to you playing a paladin now with with smite? Well, I this is the first real fight I've actually gotten to do paladin stuff. Um, so it was my first time using a smite, and it's pretty cool. And I can see how devastating it can be, um, like especially if the dice roll in your favor when it comes to damage, because it's the two extra D8 on top is um, comparable to like rogues from like level one to four with their actually does more potentially because rogues get two D six on sneak attack up up to level five and then they get more. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the damage potential is there. And so I don't know, I, I got to use it once and it felt pretty good. Yeah, usually the because you can activate smite anytime you want. Right. It's not uh, limited to once per turn. Yeah. Oh, currently in current rules, you can you can smite as long as he has spell slots, and you can even use it on a talk of opportunity. Mm-hmm. And, wow, that's awesome. But like usually, what people do is they because if you have multiple attacks, they wait for the attack that has a crit, and then they smite, and then it's just like huge numbers that's why there's like kind of a joke of like paladin players never use spells because they are just using their slots on smite yeah they're just smiting (laughs) i've been trying to incorporate some of the spells i have um trying to do like bless and whatnot i'm kind of kicking myself i didn't take any of these healing spells that are available because i'm like Mm -hmm. yeah you know, it'd be better to have some more utility stuff. And then sure enough, the fight where like having a ranged heal could have helped. Didn't have it. So, yeah. Having to prepare spells is new for me. So um, going into every day, I'm like, okay, what are we possibly going to be doing? Like, what do I think that I need or want? And um, I let go of some things that I definitely could have used in this fight to be a little bit more useful on like the attack side, but mm-hmm. um, I let go of it for fireball and other things that ended up being useless. So I think though, I think once we get to some higher levels and you have access to more spells and more spell slots, like I think you're going to have fun with the amount of interchangeability that's going to come because wizards yeah. just are so powerful, especially once you get up like level nine, 10 and 11, 12. Yeah. They get, they get some crazy, crazy stuff. So. <laughs> yeah. I think the, sh- the challenge is though, be- the higher level you get, the more spells you have access to that then you kind of have like decision paralysis on what spells to pick. So like, yeah, that's get... why I like sorcerer because you you just have your spells and those are your spells. You don't have to worry about decisions. <laughs> <laughs> Can't make the decisions. But um, Azric's character coming back, how um, 
how has that been like kind of getting jumped back in with the crew and realizing that we're all in a mess, you know? <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, it's hard. I don't know if it's hard for Azric. Um, that's the right way to say it. He's just like trying to get back into things. And like he did get a debriefing from Whisper of like what went down while he was away. And I guess there's still not a lot of order on the ship. Like people are just no. doing, like, especially when it comes to combat, people are doing doing things like Emmy just like, I would say nine out of 10 times, Emmy's jumping in the water doing something. So it's just, like, yeah. yeah, changes a lot of the course of, of combat. Um, I want to ask you two moves uh, specifically about today. Did, did your converse, did Azark's conversation with Core, did that have any effect on Azric's thought process as to what might be happening with Hayden? Uh, yeah, I was trying to, I was trying to think of what we know about Hayden's past so far, and all we know that because I was coming at it as Core as an outsider doesn't know Hayden, yeah, and doesn't know the history of your crew. Some logical thought process when I'm trying to figure out what a motivation might be for this is. Does he have enemies? Does your crew have enemies? It, could it be if nobody knew he was there, could it have been somebody on your ship that had some sort of ulterior motives that might have come into play? So I thought of that as we were writing to play the game. I was like, I want to find an opportunity to like put this out there. So I was wondering if Azric could... Uh, yeah, it's low. Like, you definitely gave Azric a lot to think about because we do have three people on the ship. Who work for Blackbeak. But wouldn't it make sense for Blackbeak to want to kidnap Hayden? No. Maybe because, not. Maybe not Blackbeak, but, but Whisper. I think Whisper's been like kind of gunning for like she wants to be in a position of authority on the ship. So I'm not saying it's her or she was had any capability of doing something like that, but yeah, I don't know. it's the logical thought process for Core. She's super cunning. She knows how to manipulate people, especially like Emmy. And then yeah. for for Azric, like he doesn't really care about the artifact. Like as long as it's not in the hands of the Order of Conservancy, then he doesn't really especially because how lax that the people of Eskos are when it comes towards magic. Like they're not as as stringent or strict. As like maybe the other republics, yeah, and Azric would know that. Yeah, uh, so like them having the artifacts not a problem. Like they're not going to use it well, against. I people. think um, Whisper's point was that if it was stolen once, like are, it's going to get stolen again. Like it needs to be with people that are going to actually protect it and not let it fall into the hands of people that shouldn't have it. Yeah, yeah, I. I yeah. I get where she's coming from, but like she's the last person I'm going to trust. Yeah, the counterpoint to that would be it's going to be in the hands of like pirates or yeah. somebody else. So I, I don't know how much protecting would be done then either. I think I feel as a player like I don't want to cross whisper, you know, like I really want her on our side and as a friend, like I want her on our crew. Like I want her at the end, I want her to be like oh yeah she'd be a huge asset yeah uh, like i want her to tell blackbeak like the 
like, this is my family now, like, goodbye, you know? So it's like, how, how can we do that? And it's like her ideas, we trust and value, you know, and this is one of her ideas. So let's go, this is what you want. Let's do it. You know, um, versus being like, no, this is a bad idea. And then just shutting her down. And then her feeling like even more of an outsider, more connected to Blackbeak than to us, you know? My, my question is, is we've had a lot of whisper because she's been in a, involved in a lot of roleplay, but there's two other Blackbeak people on our ship. I wonder, obviously there are three people that Blackbeak trusts a lot. So I, I wonder if like, if we did potentially sway whisper, I wonder about the other two, would they be like, do they have a way to report to Blackbeak about what's going on or... Or those think, two people reporting yeah. to Whisper who then report to Blackbeak. Yeah, we don't know the pecking order of those people. Like, I think they're just like muscle to help run the ship because we were so lean when we did encounter Blackbeak. True. And Whisper's mm-hmm. like the, the true contact because I think we we saw that I think Whisper is a, a soul knife as she was able to... Is that what that's rogue is? Yeah, she was able to materialize uh, blades. So... Uh, so we know she's a rogue. Or is that the one with the psionic stuff? Like, she, yeah, the sound. Okay, stuff. I think that's what she is. Or she could be arcane trickster. Yeah, either, I don't know what the way. shadow blade thing is. If that was just flavor, or if that's like an actual spell or something. I don't. Know. Yeah, so that's why it makes me think she's a soul knife. Yeah, could just be flavored to look like a shadow. Yeah. Um, dun, dun, but we dun. did. We did pick up. A lot of leftovers. I don't want to call them leftovers, but like we like destroyed a ship, and we we either you join us or you or you sink. You know, so mm-hmm. yeah, we did get those two just to fill then, out our crews. Um, and the recent two, because I, I listened to the podcast of the episodes that I missed when I was gone, that they were on the ship where that's that icon or that well, like tattered image of the conservancy so they could be with the conservancy i don't know yeah, yeah I, don't know I mean max, i don't know max board. is getting that deep you know with the crew because they're just I wouldn't put it past them i the don't ship. know because you know like even with our crew there's members of the crew that are just like so low in, in like the pecking order of things that like yeah they could have been just hired as hands on that ship without any real allegiance, but maybe it could be worth talking to them and asking them about the, who was on that other ship. Cause we've really had no time. Like everything's been happening, right? This has been a matter of like two days of time or three at most. Yeah. So we, we haven't really, really had, we a really have downtime. Yeah. So maybe once things settle down some and depending on what happens with Hayden, we can. Well, chat with them about like what what the heck they were doing or who their allegiance is to or whatever i mean this is like feature stuff beforehand how how is hayden gonna feel that whispers trying to step on his turf you know trying to take over Mm -hmm. first i see the splitting because like while we're off on land like we need someone to like i don't know take over the ship and make sure all of the crew is doing good you know yeah i mean that's that's fine i don't mind whispered taking command of the ship while we're offshore but like 
what's the dynamic going to be like when they're both on the ship together? Mm. The power struggle. I think... I, I don't know how what Max's thought process is, but I think... I think Whisper ought to be able to recognize that Hayden is just as capable of a sailor and has an ability to run the ship as well as she possibly can. So I don't know if she's going to be... It just depends on how like ambitious Whisper's trying to be. If she's just going to constantly try to, you know, outdo Hayden in terms of like trying to be the one bossing people around or if she's going to recognize that maybe she doesn't since he's going to be on the ship again that he handles it fine it just depends on what she wants <laughs> like what is her goal on this i mean we we know what she said she she wants to run her own ship one day so mm-hmm. i mean her ambitions are pretty high oh if you know we become be successful we can have a <laughs> another <laughs> ship in our fleet maybe Give that ship to her. I don't know. Yeah, I guess you know. There's a lot to take in, and but first we gotta get Hayden back, and that's hopefully what we're gotta gonna do Hayden next back. week. Next week. <laughs> I'm hoping for answers. I I need to know personally who the heck is so fixated on Hayden that they would just steal a statue. Steal a stone <laughs> statue. Steal, yeah, honestly. that's yeah. wild. So weird. But yeah. Uh, we will find out next time uh, for Casters of Cantrips uh, on Fridays at 6 p.m. Pacific time on Twitch and YouTube. And we hope you all have a fantastic holiday break and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.